comedy on the radio and in the world woo this is a super exciting day and and show we have planned for you all the way from new york city why i forgot about precious not yet i'm just saying that you're here i'm just announcing to the oh, oh okay is he listening luke's at his show his younger brother's in a show in sacramento killing it but we have so i like to call luca branches the teen phenom but we have a different we have the teen dream liam in the house tonight i'm calling you team dream liam because teen dream rhymes and then liam kind of rhymes with like teen because i call luca branches the team phenom but you're the teen dream liam right cute okay so we have another 13 year old here today and we have a really great lineup and i'm really excited for you everybody to be listening wherever you're listening uh, but why you can just just point at me whenever you want to go because you're perfect and you came from far away and you, and he has his taping tomorrow at Stageworks. He has two different tapings, seven and nine o'clock shows at Stageworks on Valencia. I think there's like two tickets left or something. Uh, go check those out. But right now we're gonna get started with this open mic. Your first comedian's a genius with spreadsheets. It's his secret power. Put your hands together for Tim the Toolman Database Taylor. I should put that in my dating profile. Be like one of my big leads. I'm a I'm a spreadsheet genius. I don't know that would get me get me many dates, but I'd certainly get it. A lot of women with financial issues, maybe. Actually, you know the thing is, is I I, uh, I recently looked into becoming a sugar daddy. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. That's, oh, you're not late. That's perfect. You you look stunning. What's your names? Aaliyah, machine. I was just telling everybody how I, um, I my, my, I was thinking about coming, becoming a sugar daddy. Oh yeah, <laughs> my man, is good. Yeah, but I'm not rich enough, so I'm like a stevia daddy. I'm a fake sugar daddy. I'm a sweet and low budget daddy. The woman wants me to spoil her. I take her to the Nordstrom Rack Cafe. Yeah. The Ross Bistro. Uh, so I, um, you know, I'm happy to be here today. It's, it's great. I, I, I saw a woman recently. Guys ever heard of pleather pants? Pleather pants? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Do you really? I got a whole set judging pleather pants. <laughs> ah, here, we, here we go. Uh, are, those aren't pleather boots, are they? No, no, okay. Well, the, the pleather pants means fake leather, right? So I, I guess most of my life with women, I had plex. Oh, I had plex. Sadly, most women with me, they uh, they got uh, they, they they would get SWTDs, meaning sex with Tim disappointing. Oh boy. Oh yeah. That's what high quality comedy is here at Mutiny Radio. The the comic who is known for being a spreadsheet genius. That was my thing. I think I might just change my comic name to that, Spreadsheet Genius. I was actually, I, I was actually thinking about changing my name to Spritz Lavender. Um, so <laughs> guys ever seen a picture of a uterus? A uterus. 
Yeah, like a diagram of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I I'd never seen one before. But if you look at it, the, 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 the image of a uterus, it looks like an alien karate kid. It's all like this and shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can't unsee it. Like my arms look like fallopian tubes. Yeah. Sun's out, fallopian tubes out. Okay. This is some new material I'm working with here. You never get, we're, we're going to get even deeper with this because, um, you know, uh, do you have pets? The cervix. Well, we're going to. Go, go deeper. Oh, my God. I'm losing control of this. I'm a spreadsheet genius. What cell is that in? Woo-hoo! I, so, uh, uh, I had a pet when I was a child, a mildly annoying pet named Peeve. Oh, God. I'd, <laughs> when, Lauren, when Lauren tilts her head, you know it's cheesy. But, it's, but you know, I, I, I do have one pet Peeve, which is I can't stand having to remember my passwords. For, for the computers and apps and stuff like that. So I thought of a word that no man knows about and no woman thinks any man knows about. Clitoris. That is my password. I've never been hacked. I've never been hacked with a clitoris. Are, there we go. Are you familiar with the clitoris, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Is he familiar with the clitoris? Are you guys married? Are you dating? Okay. How's it going? It's going excellent. We're moving in together. I like that we're moving in together. Mutiny Radio brings people together. Come on. If you guys need to do a little budget, I'm a spreadsheet genius. Just FYI. I don't know. This Actually, you know what? I got to tell you something. I, I'm, I'm going to veer away from the clitoris and let you know that spreadsheet genius had a ball today. I hope you guys did too. Thank you. That's my time. Yay, Tim Taylor. Ray. He's so wonderfully supportive of the station. He matched all these donations, and now he's going to help me with a budget. I'm a socialist. Money is just little pieces of paper that float through my hands. I'm like, what's this all about? What do I do? Your next comedian, we're, this is a moment in time in history. He's getting his um, special film tomorrow at Stageworks on Valencia Street. He just flew in, literally just got here from the airport from New York. Put your hands together, everybody, for Wyatt Frigato, a branches! Wow, thank you. That's, that's a lot of hype just to bomb. <laughs> that's, that's cool. No, that's great. I don't know if all the rest of you guys saw it, but when this man said the word cervix, every woman in this room quivered. They're all like, <laughs> don't say the word cervix unprompted. That's my that's my lesson to you guys. Um, all right, get into the jokes I want to work on for the special or whatever. Um, all right, let's preface it. So what you need to know is uh, I I am Indian, right? And my girlfriend, she did 23 me. She finds out she's British, right? Which yeah, changed the whole relationship for me, right? Seriously, now when I choke her during sex, I call it reparations. It's amazing. Every time I come inside of her, I'm like, this is the last spice you'll take from India, bitch. All right? There we go. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we've been together for two and a half years now, right? And uh, I'm 22, so that's like 10% of my life, right? And I know it's very serious. I know it's very serious now because I told her that I only watch porn that looks like her, right? Right? And you would think that she'd be happy about that. I told that to her. She was not happy. Even though I was like, I swear to God, babe, I only looked at pictures of your sister naked once. 
All right, I was trying that one out. <laughs> the joke usually has a much meaner punchline, and I don't want that on TV. <laughs> That's the. Uh, uh, what, what's very interesting is uh, this is this is very intimate. But my girlfriend and I, uh, after dating for two and a half years, we actually almost we almost broke up this this year. You know, because if I had to describe it, my girlfriend she's she's like a model, right? So she travels all over, and I'm like really cr crazy, right? So if I had to describe it, she has the body of a Greek goddess, and I have the emotional stability of the Greek economy right <laughs> pretty great yeah uh, she she uh, luckily we're still together I love her very much and we went I, I started going to therapy that was a thing I found out that I have a BPD have you guys heard of that borderline personality disorder that's basically when you swing from one really strong emotion to another really really fast it's like if Jim Carrey was bipolar that's what it's like <laughs> it's like if Kanye West was Kanye West that's what <laughs> All right, trend those two out too. Not saying that tomorrow. Uh, basically, <laughs> just trying that out. Uh, I, I went to the doctor and they prescribed me Xanax for depression. Yeah, and it worked. I'm no longer depressed because now I sell Xanax and I'm rich. It's amazing. No, seriously, my doctor's like, do you have anxiety? I'm like, nah, I have assets now, dog. You know? He's, he's like, okay, well, you can pick up your pills once a month. I'm like, okay, I will have my butler do that because I'm off to space with Jeff Bezos. I'll be cool. Uh, <laughs> I find Xanax, Xanax, I didn't choose to do that. I chose a different pill, but I find Xanax to be a very funny drug, right? Because think about it. it. It's the only drug that both, it's a legitimate prescription drug that helps people, but also it's like a street drug for partying. You know what I'm saying? I think that's hilarious because it makes me wonder. Do you think that there was ever a guy who desperately needed Xanax for his health, but he accidentally ran into it partying? You know what I'm saying? Like, how hilarious would that be if this guy went clubbing with his friends? They're like, dude, do you want to drop a Xanny? He's like, uh, okay, sure. And then his friends are just like later like, oh, my God, dude, I'm so high. How about you? And this guy's just like, I actually feel better than I have in years. <laughs> like, how funny would that be, right? His friends are just like, dude, I just want to eat pizza and have sex. And he's like, I actually want to call my dad and apologize for how I've acted. <laughs> I think that'd be really funny, right? Um, no, I'm very happy to. I, I didn't think that I'd like medication, but I like it makes me realize that a lot of the th I was very emotional-based versus logic-based, right, with all my decisions. And I think that's good. I think that's the difference. I think that's the difference between a, a legitimate, like, medical drug versus a street drug, right? Nobody has realizations on street drugs. What kind of realization are you going to have on meth? You know, you're just like, wow, hmm, maybe I don't need all my teeth. Like, what kind of kind of realization would that be? You're just like, wow, I'm itchy. <laughs> That'd be funny. What kind of realization are you going to have on heroin? You're just like, hmm, cocks taste like money. <laughs> That'd be funny. Pam's like, they do. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, Pam. Uh, no. Uh, I, I, uh, I also wonder, uh, I, I think that's really funny that there's two ways to get Xanax, right? Either you get it from, you know, a pharmacist at a pharmacy, or you get it from a guy dressed up like Elmo on Times Square. Those are the two options. And I think that's hilarious, right? Because how funny would it be if you could just get normal drugs, other normal drugs from the drug dealer, right? Like if I saw a guy and I'm like, hey, man. Do you have Alka-Seltzer extra strength? You know, and he's like, uh, what do you need it for? I'm like, it makes music sound better to me, <laughs> you know? He's like, what music do you like? And I'm like, you, you know how Xanax, they have that rapper named Lil Xan? They have like 
people name after him. He's like, what music do you like? I'm like, dude, I love Young Motrin. You guys know Young Mo I love Young Motrin. You know his hit song, Bitch, I'm Young Motrin. I fuck your bitch in slow motion. <laughs> I love that one. All right, not doing that tomorrow anyways. Good to know. Good to know. You know, Ruthie told me on the phone that wouldn't work, and I was like, no, it'll probably work. <laughs> I was like, it'll probably work. Uh, no, I, I, you know what I find interesting about mental illnesses versus physical illnesses is, uh, like, physical illnesses, you can diagnose them in stage one, right? Like, you could have stage one cancer. Nobody has stage one mental health disorders, right? What would stage one bipolar disorder even be like? By the time you could actually diagnose bipolar disorder, you're already sharing Pete Davidson's text on your Instagram. It's already too late. You know what I'm saying? And then the rest of our, the world is looking at Kanye, and they're like, oh, so that's what he meant when he said, let me hit it raw, like, fuck the outcome. None of us will be here without cum. He meant, I'm emotionally unstable. That's what that means. <laughs> All right. That one usually works. I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm not upset. Audience. I, <laughs> I'd like to run another uh, bit that's a little bit... Uh, hit or miss, so I'd like to do that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been seeing this this year, but uh, there's been a whole bunch of, like, in the news, they've been beating up Asian people all over the country. Have you guys seen that? It's been really, really horrible, right? It's. I remember I, w I was really worried because I saw it in the newspaper, right, and it said they're beating up Asian people all over this country, and I'm like, that's horrible. And I kept reading, and it wasn't ki my kind of Asian. I was like, thank fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus, God, you know, that was close. No, it's the worst time. It's the worst time to be Asian in the history of uh, um, recent history of America, right? It's like the opposite of linsanity that is happening right now, right? Uh, and I think it's wrong. I think the only people who should be allowed to hit Asian people are their parents. That's what I think, right? Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's really bad. <laughs> Liam liked that joke. I knew who you are. My brother thinks about you. <laughs> he heard that, and he's upset that I just said that into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's mad. <laughs> he's mad. Uh, no, uh, I, it doesn't make sense to me that they beat up these Asian people because the people beating up the Asian people are like the alt-right Trump guys who blame the Asians for COVID. And I'm like, wait, aren't these the same guys that don't believe in COVID? Right? Like, how does that even make sense? How are you just like, all right, fuck you for creating that thing that isn't even real, honestly. It's not real. I don't know if you guys know that. That'd be like if I beat up somebody for fucking my girlfriend and I was single. You know? <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? Plus, if you do if you do think that the Asians have COVID and you blame them for COVID, why would you go within six feet of them to punch them, right? I would just shoot rubber bands at them and angrily look like this. That's what I would do, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> No, but it's very serious. I uh, There was actually this case that I read about in the newspaper here in San Francisco, and basically it was like an 80-year-old Asian man, and there was like a 30-year-old white man, right? And uh, the white guy, he goes up to the Asian guy, he's like, hey, listen, you Chinese motherfucker. And then the Asian guy goes, actually, I'm from Taiwan. And I was like, that is a good point, but now is not the time, dude. <laughs> dude, you're about to get beat up, now's not the time for a discourse on the sovereignty of Taiwan? You know, what the fuck is, what, what is the racist going to say to that? Right? Like, the racist is going to be like, actually, he's right. According to the Convention of Kanagawa in 1854, you're not part of China. What's he going to say? <laughs> All right, guys, thanks to you. That's everything I want to run. Get high, you hijack. Wyatt Frigato, everyone. Hell yeah. Go see him tomorrow night at Stageworks. If there's still tickets left, check them out. All right. There's like five tickets left for the seven o'clock or the nine o'clock.
Nine. There you go. See, Ruthie knows. All right. Your next, uh, your next comedian, also a genius with budgeting and uh, yeah. super funny. I'm glad to see her. I haven't seen her in forever, and I'm super excited to hear her jokes. Put your hands together for Karen Braswell. All right. I don't actually believe I'm a genius at all. Um, you know, since this is coming up tonight, I'll tell you a little bit about mental illness, too. And um, I've been dealing with anxiety a little bit. And I know what you're thinking. Like, why would you be on stage? What kind of idiot idea is that? And I want you to know, I see your judging eyes, and it's really making my anxiety worse right now. <laughs> so I just now figured out, as an adult who's 40, that um, I've got this mental illness problem. And... Um, I've been dealing with it my whole life, um, even as a baby. I was the only baby in the infant ward of the hospital thinking, my God, how am I going to pay for college? <laughs> hey, you get to be an adult and you realize it really is all that bad. You know, I mean, there's climate change, there's war, there's my name becoming a meme. God, and I didn't even get diagnosed the normal way, like at my doctor or my therapist or anything like that. No, my dentist was like, normal people don't grind their teeth that much, Karen. Ugh. So I'm trying to take better care of myself. I downloaded this meditation app to try to reduce anxiety a little, and I see my friend is on there too, and he's got this like 50-day meditation streak. I'm like... Why has he got to be so fucking zen all the time? <laughs> My God, like, I just, I can't deal with it. Who has time? Do you have time to meditate? You do? Damn, showing off. <laughs> How about you? Do you have time to meditate? No. All right, I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate it. Too busy in the bedroom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too long to find the lotion. Oh, my God. I've never heard of meditation lotion, so I, I, I don't know. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. But I'll tell you what I do in the bedroom, and that is listen to meditation plays, you know, like a meditation recordings on 1.5x speed. Yeah. It's like breathe in, breathe out. Let the warm glow of your positive intentions warm over you. Like, yeah, this way I get it all done. You know, it works. It works. Um... I don't know if um, you've heard, but like all this, um, all these anxiety medicines really kill your libido. I don't know why I'm looking right at you. <laughs> Sorry about that. But they, they kill your libido. And it doesn't matter um, if you're like me and you have like no libido as it is. It's a libido of a solar eclipse, you know, happens twice a year for like a couple minutes at a time. And you can't look directly at it. <laughs> You'll burn your eyes. Um, this guy that I used to date told me that I was really uptight about sex and I'm like well, okay what do you want to do about it you know, I don't know he's like well let's uh let's try role-playing you know doctor patient something like that so I laid on his couch for 50 minutes and told him about my childhood <laughs> then he sent me a bill for $185 <laughs> um and then, I mean, I, he asked me, you know, what kind of porn are you into? I'm like, well, honestly, anything where the women don't have to, like, shave their legs and stuff, just want to lay there. Um, 
he told me he's really into, you know, that sexy real estate agent thing on Pornhub. I'm like, I'm into real estate porn too, on Zillow. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, is that rent control? Oh, is that an eat-in kitchen with no roommates? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it takes a lot to get me in the mood, I think. Are you guys drinkers? You guys go out? Yeah? A little bit? A little bit? All right, okay. Um, maybe watch that. <laughs> um, I like to go out, you know, I leave my drink unattended on purpose, you know, um, so that, you know, maybe somebody will roofie it, because romance isn't dead, it just takes some roofies. Wow, okay. I should change that. <laughs> Cool. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Thank you, guys. Karen Braswell. I'm I'm lonely too. <laughs> that was great. Uh, hey, your next comedian. Uh, excited that he's here. The other day, he did a kickflip right into my heart. Put your hands together, everybody, for Miles Benjamin Davis. Uh. I actually don't need meditation lotion. I uh, just raw dog it. <laughs> um, and my libido is fine. A little bit confused sometimes, but it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. Y'all ever be cry in the club <laughs> with your gun and your dick out? <laughs> oh, I'm the only one with conflicted emotions? Like you never been horny and want to shed a few thug tears at the same time? All right, squares. Um, well, I, I do have a big announcement. Um, I reached a huge milestone in my life. Um, took me damn near a decade, but I finally fucking did it. I finally did it. I quit white women. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not all heroes wear capes. Um, I, I mean, look, I don't, I don't have a controller. I, I don't plan it that way, you know? Like, you know, I, I'm not in control over who I'm attracted to and who is attracted to me, you know? I, I fuck whoever wants to fuck me back, you know? That's how that works. Um, yeah, very excited, very excited, you know? No more rock climbing, no more rock climbing. Um, you know, part of the reason I always dated white women is because, well, uh, I live next to a Whole Foods and buy a gluten-free bakery shop, so. <laughs> You know, eat local, you know what I say? Um, also, you know, every white woman I've ever dated, they've all committed the same microaggression. They've all asked me to go fruit picking. <laughs> yeah, which, as a brown person whose parents and grandparents had to pick fruit to survive, as opposed to paying some rich old white guy to pick fruit on his farm for fun, well, that's, 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 that's not the vibe. That's not the vibe I'm going for. Uh, I'm, I'm with a Latina now. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I didn't avoid Latinas because I'm racist. I mean, I am racist, but that's not the reason why. Uh, it, it, well, it, it's because I don't, have, I don't have health insurance. Because white women damage me emotionally. And if I piss off a Latina, like, I gotta sleep with one eye open, you know? <laughs> also, I can't afford to get my car 
keyed up and my tires slashed again. Just, just not good. It wasn't good for me. That's all right. It's all right. Um. Anyways, so it's uh, it's 2022, the year of our Lord. And if you're not just by now, you know, just a little bit bisexual, fucking grow up. What are you doing with your life? I mean, seriously, seriously. You want to go your whole life without sticking stuff up your butt? You mean to tell me you want to go your whole life without experiencing the Baja Blast? Yes, I'm looking at you, Brace Face. This set was brought to you by Taco Bell. Um, I'll, uh, I'll end on this. I, uh, I hate those fucking keep it weird cities, you know what I'm talking about? Mm, keep Portland weird, keep Austin weird. City full of privileged white people shopping at gluten-free bakeries, that's not fucking weird. You know what's fucking weird? You ever been to Modesto, California? That place is fucking weird. And I should know because I'm from Bakersfield, California. Yeah, yeah where are my Sconte warriors at? Who loves meth? Who has meth? Also, if you've never been to Bakersfield, uh, let me paint the picture real quick here. Um, it's the type of city that you can go to and see two different juggalos that don't know each other. Okay, you understand the math involved in that? They're like fucking cockroaches. You know, for everyone you see, there's like a thousand that you don't. Anyways, uh, I'm late for my AA meeting, so you guys have been great. Now all pay tribute to this Miles Benjamin Davis, everyone. Hooray. All right, your next comedian is one of my favorite in the whole Bay Area. Clap your hands in a wild slap you like motion for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Thank you. Hello. Hello, people. People with souls. And the rest of you. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> All right, I have a system for making my uh, toast in the morning. I get out, and as you can guess, it's probably uh, as you can probably guess, it's very OCD. I get out the um, the bread, the peanut butter, and the jam, and I put them on the counter. Now the jam goes on the right, the peanut butter goes on the left. Uh, the reasons for this have long since been forgotten, but I I follow it anyway. Um, and then. Uh, Oh, then put make the toast, and the, after while it's toasting, the peanut butter goes on the, or after it's toasted, the peanut butter goes on the bottom, and the jam goes on top. Anybody who puts the jam on the bread and the peanut butter on top is looking for a fat lip, because that's not the way you do it. Then you cut it in half, and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. Hang on, I'll get it. Uh, it's all the troubles in the world are are uh, traced back to fuckers like you who eat the left side of the toast first before the right side. So <laughs> don't do that. Knock it off. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So it because it says <laughs> to me like what? Why? Why? <laughs> I'm I'm coming with it. I'm coming with because it. it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be setting the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate the toast on get, he ate his toast left side first on 9/11, and you know how that shit turned out. So don't do it. Okay, let's review. What side of the toast do we eat first? Very. Fuck you. Get out. <laughs> 
What are you teaching him? <laughs> you got to stay after school. <laughs> right side first, right side first. All right, my work is done here. All right, you don't set out to ruin a day. You, it happens bit by bit. Like you, f you take too, one too many naps, you smoke too much weed, you don't do the breakfast dishes, and boom, the day is fucked. And what do you do? You, st you start, you say, well, what the hell? I'm not going to go to that open mic because they don't want to see an old giraffe telling jokes. <laughs> and then you just spiral down and you spiral and spiral and spiral. And, and uh, she left, I uh, was talking about mental health, but I don't know. I, I'm working on this joke about um, ruining the day and I'm ruining the joke. So it, it's perfect. <laughs> it's just perfect. Um, why do we say almost always and almost never, but we don't say almost sometimes. Think about it. And what if almost sometimes is exactly what you need to say? Like, I almost never floss my teeth in the morning, but I almost always floss my teeth at night. And I almost sometimes floss my teeth at lunch. Isn't that much clearer? Thank you. Okay. Um, this was another one that um, I'm working on. Uh, when you speak into your phone to take notes, you notice that you can't say the word period and without the thing writing it down and it stops. You're shaking your head, you've had this experience. <laughs> you're, you're saying I, you wanna say the word period but it won't even let you type it because every time you say period, it makes a period <laughs> and it drives me crazy. But it was, um, I don't know. I'll find a joke in that one day. Anyway, thank you very much. Lauren Kraut. I have a similar problem. It's just that there's no other context for me to say the word period anymore except period because I don't have a period anymore. Uh, I wish I wish that the I wish that the Teen Dream was up next because that would be the best intro I would have ever done. But you're not. Um, it, I'm gonna I'm switching the order because Denise was a little late, so it's gonna be Dan Britton and then Denise and then Chris Nasco, and then you can Rosham with your dad who wants to go first. I don't know if you want to go before him or if you want to go after, but those are decisions you can make yourself. Um, your next comedian, I was so excited and I wish that you had been after because she did the joke about the um, you perked up when she was like the porn she likes has. Um, real estate agents i saw you just go ooh, because <laughs> okay he's like oh i could get into that fantasy because it's real put your hands together for the very funny dan britain so um i just started hosting trivia and uh last week or the week before there was a question it the question was true or false the Hawaiian Islands were originally called the Sandwich Islands. The answer is true. It used to be called the Sandwich Islands when it was first, you know, became an American territory. That's not what I want to tell you. What I do want to tell you is that this girl, or this woman rather, with hair that looked like it had, like a texture, like it had just been unroped and cut at her shoulders comes up to me and she says, just so you know, this question is misleading. It was never called the Sandwich Islands by the people of Hawaii. It was only called the Sandwich Islands. You know how social justice warriors do this thing with their hand? And then they kind of 
they're kind of acting like they're DJing only on one turntable where it's like, you don't understand what I'm telling you, okay? So she goes, this question is misleading. You are being complacent for the colonizers. And I was like, miss, this is trivia. This is not a platform for your political opinions to be heard. And I award you no points because you didn't even answer the question. <laughs> I think that this thing is so funny. Like, left-wing people go like this, and then, I am a fucking douchebag. I'm on the political spectrum, okay? It's not the only spectrum I'm on, okay? You know it, and I know it, okay? Excuse me, excuse me. That's what I do on this side of the political spectrum, okay? And I'm on the other side of the political spectrum, okay? And everything you say offends me, okay? Oh my God. I don't care what your political views are, you're both fucking obnoxious. <laughs> Ugh, that's why I hate politics. I've told you all about my little niece, Jelly. She's six and she loves bugs. And um, I was driving and uh, she was in my in the back seat and I was driving down the 101 and I was just killing bugs going through a bug zone. And she asked me, what are the splatters on my car? And I couldn't tell her what the bugs were. Um, so just on the spot, I said, oh, that's bug poop. And I blew this girl's mind, man. She was like, oh, bugs can poop? And you wonder why I love this little girl because she reacted in the exact same way that I reacted when the other day I found out that girls can poop. I was like, what? Girls can poop? I just want to give a quick shout out to Amber Heard for that information. <laughs> that's got to be, she said that it was her friend that pooped in the bed, but I mean, that's just a psychopathic. Like, can you imagine having a friend where it's like, hey, Renee. Are you busy? Let me ask, have you eaten in the past couple of hours? Will you want to come over to my house and shit? <laughs> no, not in the toilet, on my bed. Why? Because I want to get back at Captain Jack Sparrow, that's why. <laughs> it's like, damn, you are insane. Before I get out of here, I just want to say that I think Nelly is a really underrated uh, musician. Nelly uh, has a song. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot, I want to take my clothes off. That has to be the best chorus in the history of, in the history of music. Like John Lennon never wrote that shit. That song came out in 2000. Nelly's been performing that song all over the world for the past 23 years. You know how many people must have taken their clothes off during that song? At least one. Maybe even two. <laughs> All right, well, that's what I'm working on this week. Good night, everybody. Deanne Britton. Hooray. I think the most important song from the 2000 era was the skeet, 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 motherfucker. You remember that one. Uh, your next comedian probably wasn't born when that song came out, but she's a lovely comedian and very funny. Put your hands together for Denise Lee. Yay! Yeah.
around Of course I was around when that song came out. I love listening to it while I was studying for uh, the SATs. So (laughs) I wish I was joking. I'm really not. Uh, (laughs) I just got a new pair of sneakers. Give it up for me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for those who can't see, they're like those really like chunky, thick-soled, to be honest, kind of ugly sneakers that a lot of people are wearing these days. Yeah, like a lot of celebrities and rappers wear them. And one of my very fashionable friends came up to me the other day and she was like, oh, are you trying to wear the same shoes that Drake has? And I was like, I don't know. Does Drake also suffer from plantar fasciitis? (laughs) I do not know Drake's orthopedic struggles. He did not cover that in his songs yet. Uh, when I was at the store, like the shoe salesman tried to convince me to buy like the most expensive version of the shoes. He was like, oh, these are much more flattering. And I was like, I don't think Dr. Scholes was going for flattering <laughs> when he made these, you know, like not their value proposition. I kind of think shoes are like cell phones, right? Like the uglier they are, the more durable they are. I don't know. I kind of think my plantar fasciitis sneakers are like the Nokia of shoes, you know, like 50 years from now, they're just still going to keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, so my mom, my mom is an immigrant to America, but she's really into American music. Like, in fact, if you ask her what her favorite song is, she'll tell you that it's My Humps by Black Eyed Peas. Years ago, when she first heard it, she was like, oh, My Humps is a song about falling in love, right? And I, I was 10, okay, but I already knew better than her. I was like, the song literally starts off with, what you gonna do with all that junk inside your trunk, okay? I was like, it's obviously about decluttering your car. (laughs) Cleaning out and doing some spring cleaning. And my mom just goes, oh, discipline, good. So now I think my humps is like her motivational pick-me-up song. She plays it a lot when she's cleaning. Um, So I let my Buddhist mom come to one of my comedy shows, which somehow felt illegal. Uh, She was like, so like the the comics that night just made like the dirtiest, like nastiest jokes I'd ever heard, right? And my religious traditional mom just absolutely loved that shit, okay? Turns out she's super chill with jokes about like butts and buttholes and blowjobs, because she don't understand English. <laughs> she don't know what any of those words mean. She just kind of laughed when everyone else laughed. Like, someone made a joke about bukkakis, and she leaned over to me, and in Chinese, she was like, oh, bukkakis, that's like a Korean dish, isn't it? Relatable content. I was like, oh, I mean, you do get a lot of bang for your buck. <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh, more of an entree size than appetizer, though. <laughs> you know, it's on the secret menu. Okay, okay, we like that tag. All right, we're going to keep going with that. Um, I had super low self-esteem as a child. I was, like, kind of chubby, unathletic. I was not 100% ugly, okay? It's just that I looked like one of those girls that you might find on the cover of a McGraw-Hill geometry textbook, Hey, like a friend who just had a baby was like, oh, what advice would you give to yourself as a child? Thought about what I'd say to myself as a kid, right? Like, all right, look, you're kind of chubby. You have no friends. Your family is not rich. Life sucks. 
But you know what? If you study hard, get the best grades you can, get a great job, you will grow up and you will still settle for mediocre white men. So uh, start drinking now. Okay, I'm Denise. Thank you so much. <laughs> Denise Lee. She loves the secret sauce, everyone. Yeah, from in and out The in and out secret sauce. Sweet. That was awesome. Uh, your next comedian, he's another love. It's, it, it's you. Put your hands together, everybody, for Chris Nasco. Hey. How's it going? Go ahead. Crack that thing. Nice. Yeah, we all know. Uh, so I was uh, I was raised religiously. Uh, th there were a few things that I didn't really understand uh, being a little kid in the Christian church. Like when the preacher would come up to you and give you a cracker and say, this is the body of Christ. We eat it in remembrance of him. And I'm like, oh, it's his body? You want me to eat it? Can't I just remember him? And then I try it and it's like, wow, for a savior of men, he's very salty. And uh, Jesus wasn't even white, but now he's a cracker. I played a lot of basketball as a little kid, and uh, you know the expression, white man can't jump. I don't know if that's true, because if we're sad enough, we're definitely going to jump. Uh, I don't have sex very much. I have sex like once a year. I'm like a sexual Santa, uh, mostly because I'm out of there before you wake up, <laughs> and uh, you come downstairs and all your sweets are gone. I did a show recently where uh, I was up on stage and there was a girl in the audience and she expressed her interest in me. And then after the set, I went and talked to her and we were talking and it was going great and she was way out of my league. I was like, this person, I, I mean, I have no business talking to her. And we're talking and it's going great. And uh, all this time goes by. And then all of a sudden she gets a phone call and I look at the caller ID, and it's somebody named Dickosaurus. And I'm like, all right, the, the dream is over. <laughs> and, uh, and then she answers it, and she's talking to this person from the Paleolithic era for a while. <laughs> and then she hangs up. And uh, then we're talking again, and it's going great, and we're sharing life stories, and things are awesome. And then uh, about 10 minutes later, I, I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and there's a guy standing there, and I'm like, Dickosaurus? He was like, yep. And uh, I shook his hand, was like, my name's Chris. And then I, I looked at the bartender, and he saw the whole thing, and we kind of looked at each other like, dinosaurs. <laughs> what are you going to do? I, uh... <coughs> I look like an angel. Um, I look a little bit too much like an angel to feel comfortable visiting people in the hospital. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to wake up with me next to their bed and be like, oh, is this heaven? No, this is Kaiser. A uh, little bit different. <laughs> but we want you to live well and thrive. I, uh, I drive a lot. I drive all over the place. Uh, I saw a billboard on the way here that said, authentic Mexican, 15 miles. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to meet this guy. <laughs> I'm going to meet him and be like, so you're the real thing, huh? 
You always stay in the same spot. I remember I, I was in a hit and run. I had, I had just sat down in my car and before I had enough time to close the door, this big white truck came up behind me and hit the door and broke it all the way forward. And I was sitting there shook because I almost just got hit. Uh, but all, all I could think of was, we are farmers. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Thanks, guys. Give it up for your host. Thank you. Yay, Chris Nasco. What a pleasure it is to see you in your little angel face. Yay. Yay. All right, so um, Dash and Liam, did you guys fight it out? You're going to go in front? All right, perfect. Right, your next comedian, uh, I'm excited. We share, um, he has a sourdough starter too. I don't know what his is named, but we share a kindred ship. Put your hands together for Dash Renault. Hey, hey folks. I cannot believe that the indigenous population of Hawaii never embraced the name Sandwich Islands. Right? That's so weird. Like, if I was the king of Hawaii, and some people were to show up on some boats and say, you guys are the Sandwich Islands now, I'd be like, I'm going to start a brand of potato buns so everyone can have sandwiches on my islands. I'd be all about that. I'd be all about it. But the news is bad right now. The left has gone too far. I don't know if you heard about this, but Elon Musk, richest man in the world, his children are growing up homeless. He has no home. The richest man in the world, his kids have to live on the streets because we bullied him into selling off all of his nice houses. Okay, that's a new one. <laughs> oh, she didn't know you had kids? Really? That's because you can't look up their names because they're not spelled using phonetic characters. You have, to, you have to be pretty good at cryptography to be able to look up their identities. Elsewise in the news, finally found out the reason everyone always wanted to know, why didn't the Eagles just take Frodo to Mount Doom to drop the ring in the fire, right? Turns out Gondor was not a full-fledged member of NATO yet at the time. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, okay, I'll take that. I've been good. I've been staying inside during the pandemic. We've had a pandemic. I don't know if you folks knew about that. But I uh, tried to stick inside and watch TV and stuff. I tried watching that show, The Witcher. The show was so boring that Netflix stopped mid-episode to ask me if I was still watching. <laughs> like, are you sure you're still going with this? Because it costs us money to send you this. Like, I know we already produced it, but we can cut our losses right now. We could, we could end this right here. <laughs> they had this movie on Amazon Prime, End of Days. Does anyone know the movie End of Days? Came out during the late 90s, around the turn of the millennium. It's about, yeah, it's a terrible movie, but it's about Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting Satan in New York City at the millennium. And what's really amazing about this movie is that they keep reciting this line from scripture about how Satan is going to be locked up for a thousand years and then set free. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> what did you just say? It's like, yeah, I had to look this up. It's a whole passage in Revelations. It's like, we're going to find Satan. And an angel's going to take him down. We're going to lock him in an abyss. We're going to put him in there. We're going to chain it. And we're going to close the key for a thousand years. And then a thousand years later, we're going to let him out. <laughs> and uh, he's going to run amok. He's immediately going to go and start deceiving the nations and just causing terror. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? A thousand years, where did you come up with that number? 
it makes sense that Satan would have all the good lawyers, right? <laughs> you know, it's like God's lawyers are like, well, he is an angel. Angels have rights. <laughs> you can't just lock him away forever. And it says something about God's like rehabilitation system. There's no rehabilitation. He's there for a thousand years. He comes out. He's all ready to start fucking shit up again. Like he's, he did not, he did not feel bad for any of it. I don't know. I think that's funny. Like that's only 50 life sentences. We gave Derek Chauvin more time than that. You know, like that's Satan. Satan only gets that. Uh, there was this other movie going around during the millennium. I'm not sure you guys remember this. It was this really cringy video, really hard to watch. It was called Two Planes, One Tower. <laughs> yeah, it's still, people still watching it. But the last thing I'm going to leave you with is uh, it's hard for us to really appreciate the media of the past. I think a lot of our cultural misconceptions prevented us from really understanding these stories correctly. Like the song Billie Jean by Mil Michael Jackson. Everyone knows it, right? Like, Billie Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl who thinks I am the one, but the kid is not my son. Right? Like, we all think, think we know what that song's about. Like, here's some woman trying to say, I had a kid. He's your kid. You need to pay for this. That wasn't it at all. We're just projecting our societal expectations. What he was saying is, Billie Jean, not my lover. This kid, not my son. That's, they, have a, they had a very different relationship. He was trying to let us know right there at the time. All right, I'll let that one stew with you. My name's Dash Renault. You guys have been great. Let's give it up to your host, Pam Benjamin. Dash Renault, espousing luciferic recidivism. Recidivism. How do you say that word? Recidivism. Luciferic recidivism. You're not up next, Liam. It's it's ace. No, I wasn't going to put you in a row because I didn't want you to like have to bounce up. You're a, you're a comedian in your own right, teen dream, Liam. We're going to let you go up on your own. It's We've got Ace, then Anthony, then uh, then you, okay? Your next comedian, I'm so excited he's here. Put your hands together for Ace, everyone. What's going on, everybody? I got here before I was announced. That's new. That's fresh. I, quickly, I want to just mention, I was just in the bathroom. Probably 80% of you know it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, all by myself. And it kind of smells in there. I didn't do that. That was already like that before I got, I didn't help. But it was already, this is, I, this is to me like US foreign policy a little bit. This was already a mess before we got here. We didn't, this was, we didn't help it, but. Okay, that just bathroom stuff. Guys, I um, was talking to a friend of mine, I'm Persian. <clears throat> Thank you so much for that. And I would have the bathroom. So those, I got, yeah, um, you guys are a very supportive crowd. I um, was talking to my friend, she's, uh, she's Persian, and she was saying how she hates it when like, um, guys will just date her only because she's Persian. Like she feels exoticized, like they've exoticized me and that's the only thing. And she's like, don't you hate that? Does that happen to you, to me? And I, I said yes, to be cool for her. Between us, I would dress up as Aladdin if that's what the girl is into. <laughs> That's what it takes. I'm not going to judge why you want me. <laughs> I don't have that luxury, shoddy. I don't. I'll just, whatever the reason. It could be like you, I remind you of your dad. Let's roll with it. That's fine. I don't care. As long as you're, I'm just, it's an honor to be nominated. I'm just happy to be part of this. Uh, it doesn't matter the reason. I could withhold affection. Whatever makes you feel whatever it is. Um, Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin. That was, guys, that was the first time I looked on screen and I saw somebody that looked like me, that was like the hero. 
I got the girl. I'd never felt that before. It was a cartoon, but still, it was like, it was a big moment for me. Aladdin, um, it's interesting, it was all exoticized, talk about exotic, right? Like very exaggerated stereotypes and things. There's one thing they nailed. He nailed this. The song, what was that? No, no, I love it when you guys talk back. This is great, this has been so much fun. We're here to hang, we're, Jesus was great, there it is, there it is. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, we're getting tags, this is good. Yeah, I'm gonna use that um, one day. No, the thing that they nailed, the thing that was very accurate, I could verify this, is uh, the main song, I Can Show You the World. That's the first, that's he, he leads the song with that. I Can Show You the World, let's sing it, no. Uh, that is so Persian. That is so Middle Eastern to like, overpromise on a first date. That is the world, like this, she's a princess, dude. Like, how are you gonna? That's a Persian thing, like a Persian guy would be like, just like, I have building, I show you, I show you, it's very high. I have, uh, I have Mercedes, Mercedes, it's uh, only make one for me, only one. I show you, I show you. <laughs> Aladdin just took that shit, I'll show you the world, all of it, everything. Um, you know, I was thinking about this, this is a quick one, but just, People don't like people aren't very religious as much as they used to be. That's kind of not really people's identity as much as it used to be. And um, but still, people will thank you for that. We we. This is the most unmistakable. You can't miss the light here. Like so my, someone could say like I missed it. I didn't see it. This is unavoidable. Thank you, Pam. Um, coming. Let's end with coming. So I um. Tell my most of my yeah. Yeah, most of the dates end that way. I, um, it's the only time people will still yell for God two places. So even the like, most ace, you know, atheist, whatever, is when they're about to die, like if they're really like, in fear, people will still like, reach out, and when they're about to come. That's the only time, if you think about it, like people if, during sex, like, oh God, oh my God, oh my, like even Richard Dawkins is yelling for God, I think, during sex, I think so. All right, guys, end with the whimper. That's the way to do it, look at that. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Stop your breathing. Ace will show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid. I was just thinking about Aladdin the other day. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, that was lovely. Yay! Um, hey, Teen Dream, just so you know, I have snacks. If you need snacks, I have some Cheez-Its, and I also have some cookies that are back here if you want any snacks. I always have snacks on me. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Anthony Mitchell. Yay! Sorry, Ace, the bathroom was my fault. Uh, more Americans causing more problems, I'm sorry. Uh, did you know that if I had a dollar for every time someone said that my mustache looks like a pedophile's mustache. I would finally have enough money to tint the windows on my van. <laughs> or at least be able to afford some better candy. Because it worries me, you know? The amount of people that refer to my mustache as a pedo mustache. Well, it really worries me because if this is what pedophiles look like nowadays, then there have got to be some lucky, lucky kids out there. I mean, I completely understand how some delicious little boys may be lured into the basement of someone this handsome. My name's Anthony, if I didn't say that in the beginning. Uh, my left arm's a bit smaller than my right. I walk with a limp. It's a 
I had a stroke, uh, stroke of bad luck. Uh, it was actually a cerebral brain hemorrhage. It's very sad and very serious. Uh, it's okay, you guys. You're allowed to laugh at my pain tonight. I actually encourage everyone to make fun of anybody with disabilities. Uh, they're a tough crowd. They can handle it. Besides, it's not like they have anything to live for. And uh, if it's not obvious, I'm like very, very new to stand-up. Uh, I've been getting some like mixed reactions, some good, some bad, obviously. Um, after one of my shows, though, someone came up to me and said, hey, I like what you're doing. We need more representation for people with disabilities. And I thought about that. No, we don't. We really do not, because we live in this weird backward society where professional athletes are promoting fast food restaurants and athletic clothing is being promoted by fat women. Like, I just don't trust anyone to do it right. Like, Lizzo should not have her own line of workout clothes the same way Michael J. Fox should not be advertising for soda commercials. Drink it. Drink it. What's my idea of good representation? I'm glad you asked. We are going to only use deaf people because they're the most pleasing to look at. Like you would just never know they're disabled. Uh, I have a great idea. <laughs> a great idea for like a commercial, I would think uh, like for like a energy drink commercial, like Rockstar or Monster. Uh, to set the, set the scene, we would be at like a rock concert uh, the crowd's going crazy, the band's about to play their next song, someone in the back, like the drummer or the bass guitarist, grabs the microphone and says, Are you ready for our next song? I can't hear you! I can't hear you because they're deaf? Yeah. Working on it. Uh, being honky honky. Being disabled is not all that bad. I actually dated a woman once who like, her main fetish was guys with disabilities. And it's interesting because like, before me, she dated a guy in a wheelchair, a deaf guy, and a blind guy. Now the guy in a wheelchair, obviously like, no competition in bed. One leg is better than none. That's what I always say. Uh, the deaf guy, on the other hand, now that guy, he would just keep going for hours and hours. I mean, she would just keep saying, no, please, stop. But he just wouldn't listen. The blind guy, on the other hand, I mean, that's just really sad to me, you know? Like, how do you break up with someone who already can't see? That's just a tough conversation to have. And she was like, no, it was quite easy, actually. I left him. Well, when you put it like that, that is pretty easy, huh? Apparently, apparently she just figured out his favorite smell, took him to the fish market, and set him free. <sighs> my name's, I'm done, but uh, my friend bailed on me for a ticket for Tom Segura tonight. I have a free ticket if anyone wants to come. Woo! Let me know, Pam, Lauren, anyone. Bye. Anthony Mitchell, everyone, wants a day for Tom Segura. After this, I'm going to jump on the 33 bus and go to Neck of the Woods because I'm going to try to pick up a second set because I actually, let's see, whenever I perform tonight, it'll be my 73rd set of this month. I know. Thank you. And then if I do tonight, 
it'll be 74. And then tomorrow, Atlas will be 75. And then actually, Honiton said he'd put me on Neck of the Woods tomorrow night. So I might get 76 sets this month, which is pretty crazy. I know. That's crazy. I know. Your next comedian, I think I've done more stage time this month than he's done his entire life because he's the teen dream, you guys. I'm really excited to bring him up to the stage. Put your hands together for Liam. Yay! I totally sabotaged you with snacks before your set. <laughs> Liam's back, back again. Um, so <laughs> before I get to the jokes, I just have to say, come on, he's Teen Phenom and I'm Teen Dream. Teen Dream sounds like a Disney Channel TV show about an autistic skateboarder. <laughs> also, where's my money from the Atlas? <laughs> and just as I was getting out of the bathroom, you let him take mine, and then after that, you said, oh, no, you're your own thing. You're teen dream. You're going to have to wait more time. Like, what the hell? I thought we were friends. <laughs> I ate the brownie you sent my dad. I put it in my lunchbox. So, uh, me and my mom, me and my mom were uh, going to see the new movie. It's a Pixar movie. It's called Turning Red. And before I was going to walk into the theater, uh, I, she asked me, are you sure you want to see this? And I was like, yeah. And then she proceeded to tell me she, she thought the movie was about girls having their periods. <laughs> The thing was, she was right. This makes me wonder, what is their next movie gonna be? Turning Sticky? So then the next day in health class, um, they actually had to sit down and watch Turning Red. And then the next next day, one of, my f uh, one of the girls in my class ran to the bathroom crying, and one of my friends asked if she was going into Red Panda mode. Um, so, <laughs> I did not prepare enough. Um, where's the skateboard? Where's the autism? <laughs> okay, um, so in the beginning, I was going to say, enough story time, let's get to the jokes. But I think I might be wrong. <laughs> so now I need to do some story time. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, so there's this other set where on the wall, there was this gecko, and the gecko was very creepy. It looked like at night it would strike and take out your kidneys. And it was in the ghetto, so it was, it was fitting for the area. <laughs> um, the other day, I went to a field trip. And on the field trip, uh, we went to the Castro, 
and there was this cookie shop where they were selling a penis cookie. Obviously, none of my friends got it. It was too expensive. <laughs> it was $10. Imagine what you could do with that money. You could probably go on the street and pay for a real penis <laughs> for that price. <laughs> That's my time. <laughs> I'm Liam Danger now. Yay! That's right, it's $10 in the Castro, but when you go to the Tenderloin, it's $10. It's just a different product. That's fantastic. That was lovely. Uh, we're going right now from, uh, from, from this, it's not his dad, but he is a dad, uh, I believe. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Raycon! Yay! Hell yeah, what's up, man? Friday night, how you doing, everybody? Doing well? Yeah, a little bit about me. I come from a very educated family. Yeah, lots of education. My dad's got a PhD in entomology. My mom's got two master's degrees in education. So if you know anything about genetics, you know that I am a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it's Friday night. I'm on 21st in Florida. Loving it, baby, loving it. Uh, just uh, just earlier today, I was uh, I met Parnham over there. Yeah, we were outside and I was talking. I'm like, dude, you look like a nice guy. Where are you from? He's like, I'm from Persia. And I'm like, dude. I looked it up, and I'm like, Persia? What the hell is that? What's going on with that, man? And I looked it up outside, and I'm just like, you know, Persia is, uh, is uh, just basically Iran from, from 6th century BC. We can do that? <laughs> we can just claim a country from, from centuries yore? That's okay? That's crazy, man. I, got, I, wish, I, I love it, man. I wish I could do that, man. Hey, ask me where I'm from. I'm from Babylonia. Hell yeah, dude. That's where I'm from. That's why I'm one-third Babylonian. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I'm from. From Mesopotamia. Yeah, the last the other thirds are from Mesopotamia for sure. Uh, where am I from? Ask me. Where are you from? Yeah, Pangea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Pangea. 300 million years ago, man. No, just one big landmass. I'm fucking without borders. That's right. If we can do it, let's just go all the way. Why not? Uh, <laughs> all right, I bought a fridge off of Craigslist. Yeah, I'm working on my segues. Uh, fridge off of Craigslist. It was awesome. The guy's like, hey, man, you like rock and roll? I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but yeah, I like rock and roll. I'm just looking for a cube to keep my butter cold. He's like, this refrigerator once belonged to the manager of Bill, uh, sorry, Big Brother and the Holding Company, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, the band that backed Janis Joplin, man. I'm like, cool, man, that's great, that's awesome. Made me spoiled. Now, every time I buy, a, buy any kitchen appliance off of Craigslist, I got to make sure it has rock and roll provenance. Yeah, I'm a snob now. Hell yeah, I bought, a, I bought an oven that came from Van Morrison. So if you want to come over, I can cook you a fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la lasagna anytime. Hell yeah, my kitchen is rock and roll for sure. <laughs> All right, did my Persian bit. Okay, cool. Uh, naps. Hey, when I was younger, I used to take naps. When I was your age, I'd take naps. I wake up 20 minutes max. Fresh as a daisy. I would wake up fresh as a daisy, ready to conquer the world. Don't do that anymore. I'm a little older. What happened to that? Now I straight sleep, Pam. I straight sleep. 
Hell yeah, when I wake up, I'm so disoriented, I'm not sure if it's AM, PM, or post-apocalyptic time. <laughs> I have no idea. Did I just sleep through the Armageddon? I have no idea. Too soon, I'm going to wake up from a nap, and one of the four horsemen from the apocalypse is going to be poking me with a stick. Yeah, hello. Yeah, end of the world much? Yeah, we're trying to do a thing here. Uh, you know when you wake up from a nap, and sometimes you don't know where you are? You're like confused and disoriented. You're like, oh, man, where the fuck am I? Right? Where am I? Dude, when I wake up from a nap, I don't know what I am, right? Animal, vegetable, or mineral. Hell no. I have no idea. I'm like, did I just get reincarnated? Cool, still human? Jackpot, baby. I survived another nap. <laughs> oh, there's the horn. Cool. Uh, let's see, let's see, where am I here? Uh, <laughs> All right, you, who likes music? You like music? I love music. Yeah, I love music. I love Billy Joel. He's got that one song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah, you love that song? Hell yeah. 17 times he says, uh, we didn't start the fire. 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 He protests way too much. Hell no. No, if I'm a fire inspector for New York City, anytime a little brush fire comes out, I'm going right to Billy Joel's house. Hell yeah. No way. Imagine if I changed the words to we didn't start the fire to I didn't bang your sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I did that, it'd be great, right? Like, I didn't bang your sister. Close your ears. I didn't bang your sister. I didn't. Hey, man, after 17 times, you're like, I'm pretty sure Ray is banging my sister. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Pam. Friday night. Ray Khan, everyone. See him tomorrow at Atlas. Hell yeah. Are you are you running away? It's my turn. Oh, oh, it's okay. You can go. You can go, kids. Yeah, I'll see you at Neck of the Woods. But wait, you're driving. You could give. Okay, it's okay. I'll take the 33 bus. Just let him know I'm on my way on the 33 bus. I'll get there. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, because well, supposedly we have Jason King isn't here, and he's and David Samuel. But I'm almost like they're the only two left, other than me, and they're not here. And but we are all going to the Neck of the Woods, aren't we? Are, are you allowed? Are Liam? Are you allowed to be in Neck of the Woods? Oh, well then take him home. I'll take the 33 bus. Yay, clap again for the teen uh, dream. Liam, yay. Teen dream. All right, okay, I'm going to come around and uh, do some jokes. Laugh for me. You, uh, Ray ended with some songs. I was actually writing some songs this morning. Uh, also, I was inspired. I was watching Netflix. I stole someone's password, and I watched the Marilyn Monroe new documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. We thought that everything about Marilyn had been said. Nay, there's tapes. They found tapes. It was, oh, my God, the Kennedys. They, like, both banged her. They had, the Kennedys banged Marilyn Monroe. They should have put that in this song. And she was like, oh, and then she died. Okay, but. She was in a great movie. She was in a bunch of great movies, and she was really undersold as a singer. And she was in it. She sang one song that um, I don't know if you remember it, um, but I sing it this way. I'm having a hot flash, a tropical hot flash. Uh, I'm I'm sweating so much, no men will touch, but I still want to. Bang men. No, it doesn't work. Guys, I've got to work that out. But it's, it's, I'm, it's, she's having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. And they're like lifting her up, and there's all these guys, and they're dancing, and it's in black and white. I don't know why. But I was like, I'm having a hot flash. They're awful. I was sweating so much. 
I try not to let boys spend the night. I had a boy spend the night last night, and it was just like so embarrassing. My mustache was so wet, and the, the cat was licking my face, like for for sweat, for for salt. And I'm like, look, I'm like, what is it's? I'm slick. Okay, here's another. It was so embarrassing. Uh, it is. It's, 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 I got it. I spend so much washing my sheets. It's ridiculous. I have quarters. I just now I go to the BART and when I I make sure that I have less money than I need so that when I put the thing in and I put five dollars in, it gives me all the quarters. It's like, oh, I only need five cents to get back to 16th Street, but I need quarters for laundry. Okay, here's the other song. We'll see if you know who this is from. I'm a burper. I'm a farter. I'm a midnight charter. Oh, I've oh I've got the runs. <laughs> I don't know how to end that one, <laughs> but I do love Steve Miller Band. Yes, it's good. That's the thing I can't do song parodies like this because the young kids are like, "Who's Bjork?" <laughs> they don't even know. That's the only. That's the only impression I can do. The only impression I can do is Bjork. Do you know who Bjork? Are you too young to know who Bjork is? You know who Bjork is? Thank God. Okay, because usually I have abortions older than everyone in this room, so it's going to be okay. But um, I had a dream last night that Bjork was my therapist, and I looked up at her, and I was like, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down, and she said, your uterus is made of clouds. And the power bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. <laughs> Thanks, Bjork. Riddles. I've been, this is, this is just a true thing. Uh, when I don't know what to write about, I read Nietzsche. And so I've been rereading Thus Spoke Zarathustra. And today he said the most amazing thing. Only butterflies and soap bubbles understand happiness. I know, right? He's a fucking poet. God is dead was like the le the most remembered, but the least beautiful. Like it's true, but just not as pretty. Okay, here's the other thing. I realize I have I have three stable relationships in my life. Um, one of them, I mean, he's so great. Okay, like um, I take him out to eat like three times a week. And he just enriches my soul. And he bakes with me all the time. And he really helps me out. Uh, it's my sourdough starter, Gary. I have the most stable, intimate relationship with, and this is the crazy thing. He's a culture that's growing in my refrigerator. And I have to take him out and I stir him and I feed him and I make him happy. And then I sort of like get this really torn feeling because I take half of him out and I make him work. I basically enslave him and I make him work in my dough. And then I heat up my oven and I murder him. I murder entire cultures. And I'm like, bread is some Nazi shit, bro. But I'm like, it's okay, Gary. I'm going to make you more alive. And then I take Gary and I make him big again. And I'm wondering like, if this is a stable relationship or if Gary has um, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> like, Is he just working for my bread because he thinks he has to? Like, Why is he still alive with me? I love you, Gary. The other two stable relationships are with my cat. I have two cats. One of them I love, the other one like, Ugh, she's just there. No, it's okay, she's, just, she's great. They both weigh the same, except one of them's fat and one of them's perfect. So I've been, I've been, no, I've been, I've been not slut shaming, but fat shaming one of my cats. Like every time she goes to eat, I'm like, you don't need food right now. Every time I put food in the thing, it doesn't mean you have to get it. Okay, oh good, he's here. Hey everybody, your next comedian, put your hands together for Jason King, yay! 
just burning time. Woo. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hey. I appreciate Pam burning time. This is crazy. How's everybody doing? You having a good time? Okay, that's good. That's good. I, uh, my Instagram got hacked today. Yes, my Instagram got hacked. I lost 200 followers in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's okay. Uh, we'll figure it out. There, but you know, we're doing this. We're doing this now. We're feeling better. It's so it's it's okay. I uh, you know what's funny is like as soon as they took my account, they like put a story on the account, and basically it's like uh, they showed like they're trying to hack people with crypto right now, and they basically showed a notification coming in with someone making a bunch of money, but in the background they use a picture of me shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> to show that it was my phone and uh i wonder if i lost followers because like it's obvious i got hacked or because people think i'm a douche <laughs> you know yeah that's crazy. it's 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 interesting how wishy-washy i guess followers can be it's like even if it was real like after all this funny content can i just can i have one time where i where i, where I post some crypto stuff <laughs> you know what i mean maybe just once that'd be cool all right, I'm just I'm 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 ranting right now. These aren't jokes. These aren't jokes. This is okay. I um, it's tough to think about. What? Hey, dude, how's it going? Oh, fantastic. All right, well, I'm running out of time. I uh, I have plenty of time. A whole a minute. Okay. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's see. What I want to talk about. I feel like uh, you guys watch TikTok a lot. Now I only watch TikTok, <laughs> but uh, there's one TikTok video where they, uh, uh, where this white kid goes, minorities need to stop saying our word. All right, stop saying okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I commented, but can I say it in a song? <laughs> I don't know why that's always a white follow-up to can I say the N-word, you know? It's just like, uh, it, it, it doesn't even make sense. It'd be like if, if someone was like, uh, you know, if like my girlfriend was like, hey, I really don't like when you use the term cunt. And I'm like, oh, I see how much that hurts you. I would never, I'd never say it. <laughs> you know, you're a cunt, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> supposed to be singing it. Um, let's see, I feel like, um, I feel like trans women get a lot more flack than trans men. And I feel like the reason is because men are like more afraid of like having sex with someone that like maybe had a penis at one point in time. But like women, they find out that the person they're having sex with used to identify as a woman. They're like, sick. <laughs> you know, it's like all the, all the empathy but none of the finger blasting. <laughs> all right, cool. We don't like that. We're try something else. All right, what do we got here? I um, just taking forever to load. I uh, I think it's funny how basketball players get upset uh, when they don't do well in a game because I feel like nobody like nobody else gets that that upset with their job. You know what I mean? Like you you can't send a bad email. And then like kick a water cooler, <laughs> like you know you're like like CC not BCC you know <laughs> you can't. I think it's also interesting how they celebrate their job, you know, like you like you can't have a good presentation and then throw Gatorade on your boss. <laughs> you 
can't do that. Um, let's see what else do I want to talk about. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so flustered right now. I um, thank you, Pam. I needed that. We gotta make this go away. I um, uh, all right, what am I going to talk about? I um, I was recently stuck in whiteface. <laughs> I was uh, filming a TikTok, and I used the wrong paint. I was stuck in whiteface. And um, I was going to go to the hardware store to get some paint remover. But I realized I had to cover my arms and my neck in white paint, because you can't just be a black dude walking around with white face. It looks, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. And so... I'm, uh, I decided to run there, right, because I don't want to be in whiteface for an extended period of time, right? And, you know, I looked very suspicious because you can't be a, like a, a white dude running at black person's speed. <laughs> right? Like, if you're, if you're a white dude running at black person's speed, you did something bad, <laughs> right? You're either running for your life or your freedom. <laughs> um, and let me tell you, I look bad. I... I barely looked black. I probably looked like, I looked less like a, sorry, I didn't look white. I looked more like a dying black person. <laughs> All right, there's not enough time for that. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope my day gets better. Jason King, everyone. Your jacket's cool and you're wonderful. Look at you. Your whole life's ahead of you. And, and yeah, everything's okay. You look so amazing. If you don't like, if you don't glean some pussy tonight, I don't know what the world is about. Hey, we have one last commute. That was a weird thing to say. I'm sorry. I grew up sexually in the 90s where we used to say inappropriate things to everybody all the time. Your neck, we did. That was just the way it was. Remember the 90s? <laughs> You're our last comedian of the night. I'm so excited everybody made it and then we can all go to the neck of the woods and the timing works out so perfectly if anyone wants to drive me over there. But otherwise, I can take the 33 bus and I'm fine. But I'm really excited that your last comedian made it. Put it your hands together. I'm going to give you an extra minute. For David Samuel, yay! I despise your killing and raping. Thank you. Jesus, you put it in with black eye strength as well, Jason. Jesus. <laughs> it's stuck in there. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm 27 now. I've had 29 different jobs. That's the real number. It's a lot. Uh, someone told me recently that's two standard deviations away from the normal. Uh, I don't exactly know what that means, but it does sound better than telling people I'm a loser. Like, it just has a sweeter ring to it, you know? I have had a lot of jobs. I worked at a Carl's Jr. for a while. My boss, the manager of the Carl's Jr., one of his childhood friends pulled up into the drive-thru one day, and he exclaims to him, he goes, I told you I'd run this bitch one day. And I was so jealous. I was like, I wish I had dreams, you know, like especially achievable ones like managing a Carl's Jr. Sounds pretty easy. But I have had a lot of jobs. I don't get because my thing is like I quit a lot of jobs. I leave them because it's like a shitty job. Like I'm really good at getting shitty jobs. I don't understand people that hold on to shitty jobs for really long. Like I had a friend we were talking about moving to a different city. He worked at a cheesecake factory here in the area. And uh, I was like, yeah, we were talking about moving to Atlanta. And he's like, yeah, I could transfer the Cheesecake Factory in Atlanta. I'm like, why don't you just get a different job? Like, I don't understand this obsession with Cheesecake Factory. 
And then I was telling other restaurant workers about that. I was like, yeah, you just won't shut up about Cheesecake Factory. And people were like, it's actually a really good job. I'm like, what is going on, you know? You can wash dishes anywhere. I uh, I think you should know yourself. I think it's important to know yourself. Like me, I know I'd be a really good detective, but I'd be a bad cop. That's where I'm at, right? Be a good detective. I already have a drug problem. I own a ton of red string. And I really like to taste test DNA. So I would be an excellent detective, right? But a bad cop, and you got to be a cop first. But I'd be bad at that job. I'm just too chill, right? I pull someone over for like a DUI stop. They blow like a .25, and I'm like, man... You got to get that truck home, though, you know? Like, okay. <laughs> Too chill. I was the only, uh, I'm ethnically Jewish, but I was raised Catholic. I was the only, yeah. <laughs> it, it, is that what it's called? Cashew. I never heard that before. I've never heard that probably because growing up, there I was the only Jew in my hometown. That's true. I was the only one. Well, there was one other one at my school, but I was my brother. It was just us. We were the only ones. But what that means, Catholic, I still have foreskin. That's the unfortunate part, right? Because my dad thought, where else is he going to put his schmegma? You know what I mean? Okay. It's so gross. But, <laughs> but ethnically, yeah, what was I? Yeah, now I live in a big city where there's a lot more Jews, right? Now I get Jew checked. Anyone been Jew checked before? It's bizarre. People see me, they hear my name, David Samuel, pretty Jewish name. Are you Jewish? I go, I lie. Yes, I am. And they go, what was your rabbi's name? And it's like, uh, Father O'Hannigan. You know, like we just, I just can't relate. I, I thought Hanukkah was like a piercing. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> I think the worst part about animal testing is like how little they learn about the animals that they do the tests on. That's the worst part. Like it takes them thousands of animals to figure anything out, right? Like they'll cut the top of a monkey's skull off. They'll attach a bunch of electrodes to it. And then you ask the scientists, like, well, what did you guys learn about the monkey brains? And the scientists will say, well, we learned that when you turn the machines on, they move around quite a bit. So <laughs> really now we're focusing most of our efforts into developing like a harness to kind of just hold them in place. Okay. <laughs> Animal testing is better than the alternative, right? Human testing, that is probably better. Like, I don't... Well, we do that too, so... I, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's cool. <sighs> is it on fire? Oh. <laughs> 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 I was about to be like, what'd you do in that bathroom, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is too small of a room to be taking dumps in here. That's brutal. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it does smell like smoke in here. Um, all right. Let's see. I like the uh, I like the Taco Bell Cantina. They s it's a Taco Bell. They just serve liquor. That's all it is. I think really what all Taco Bell's trying to do, they're just trying to be the fast food restaurant with the most fist fights. That's really, they're trying to get that title away from Burger King. They're really trying hard. But it's weird, because at Taco Bell, right, they're serving beer and wine and stuff, but it's like everyone at Taco Bell already drunk, right? What are we doing? 
What the hell are we doing? That'd be like if Arby's was also selling crystal meth, right? Like it would just be okay, overkill. Thank you guys so much. I'm David Samuel. Give it up here. David Samuel, everyone. We did it, everyone. We got through the whole list and super early. So that's super exciting because I want to go to Neck of the Woods because I'm actually signed up there too. So if anyone's driving, please give me a ride. And if you're not, I'll take the 33 bus. And you're welcome to take the 33 bus with me if you're another person that doesn't drive. Thank you to our audience members, Machine. What a pleasure to see you. And Desiree, I can't remember your name. I think I remember. I didn't remember. And um, you're all amazing. And the comedians, thank you so much. And we'll be back uh, next week. We'll be back on Monday. Tomorrow, we're at Atlas Cafe at 2 in the afternoon. Oh, comedians, after I go through the booked people, if you just show up to be supportive, you get five minutes at the end of the show. So come on out. Thank you, other thank you, other audience people. Yay, people with souls. Hooray. All right, good night, everybody. Yay. Feed out what you're thinking. We're with the Mac Ben accent. Most of my team, pop, listen, check with the live sin. Rolling with guests, best pedestrian. Joe, holding my nuts, fucking thousand dollar lesbians. Yo, the older guard put me on and had a ride this. Maintain 360, Lord, live prosperous. Only takes a lesson a day just to analyze life one time in a respectable mind. Yo, the older guard put me on and had a ride this. Maintain 360, Lord, live prosperous. It only takes a lesson a day just to analyze life one time. Time in a respectable mind. Let the shots spark soon as this pit bull barks. Tie stars with skid marks, leads from jams and school parks. Witness, forget his original statement. Even in protection programs, there's no escapement. Gun down, clean town, hit came from seven crowns. Spent rounds, catching Wally Rhyme at the Zebra Lounge. Wounded back in the 83, summer heat, up in 309 Park. Rhyming off the drummer's beat. I stalked the city streets, demonstrating my. We're coming to you straight from the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of Mutiny Radio. We're every week at this time, 6 p.m. in San Francisco. By Perkins Warbeck the 23rd, bring to the world two hours of excellently curated progressive rock and roll. On the very frontiers of the genre, we span the globe and we span time seeking what it is that makes progressive rock so inspiring, so self-transcending. For example, Premiata, Forneria, Marconi, Impressione di Settembre. Cavallo, tenne il 
listening to The Gates of Delirium. Me, your host, Perkins Warbeck, the 23rd. We are having two difficulties at this time. Stand by. There we heard Impressione di Settembre by PFM, approximately 1973 in Italy. 
birthed that impressive piece of music. Tonight we're going to get a little bit into fusion. We're going to explore some Billy Cobham and my Vision Orchestra. Um, beautiful piece from Dixie Dregs, Don Luke Ponte, Cosmic Warrior, and we are going to play another entire album from the Swedish progressive rock band called Anglegard. We're going to be playing their first album, which came out in 1991. So hang tight for that. As previously alluded to, we're going to play from his scorching 1973 fusion masterpiece, Spectrum. This is the first track from the first side, Billy Cobham drumming. You are listening to The Gates of Delirium.
This is Inner Conflicts from Billy Cobham. 
We are continuing on here at the Cage of Delirium with two pieces by Vishnu Orchestra, both from Birds of Fire, 1973, again. We're going to start off with Open Country Joy. I'd like to take a moment to thank our generous sponsor, Alfred, and Alfred's World of Trousers. Alfred dominates the scene in Greater Des Moines, where he offers what is obviously, clearly, has proven to be the last exit on the existential highway. Alfred's advice to you, through me, is to not miss that exit. For that, it's wild country, without purpose, without meaning, without justification. Certainly no transcendent aspirations to pose the masses in trousers that will make a difference. Don't miss that exit. We're going to continue on now with my vision orchestra here at the Gates of Delirium. 